Hello and welcome to Men in Progress. This is a podcast of the United Methodist Men of Treach and part of the Life Plus God podcast series at Treach Memorial United Methodist Church here in Flower Mound, Texas. My name is Dave Casey. I'm a longtime member of the men's group here at Treach and one of just uh, a bunch of guys that are trying to live out our faith and grow our relationship with Jesus Christ. In this episode of Men in Progress, we're discussing something that, you know, frankly doesn't come easy to us. In the Christian faith, a lot of his attention is paid to initiating a relationship with Christ and and, uh, converting to a Christian life, being saved from our sins. And while that clearly is a life-changing part of becoming a Christian, that's not the end. That's just the beginning. In many different places in the New Testament, and in many different ways, we're called to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. When Jesus tells Peter to feed his sheep, when he commands the 12 to go and make disciples of all nations, Jesus is calling us to continue his work, to love and care for others. And today, I'm uh, blessed to talk about what this looks like with three of my brothers from Treach, Trinity Vaughn, David Taylor, and our senior pastor, Daniel Hubbard. Guys, welcome to Men in Progress. Hey, thanks for good having to be us. here. Good to be here. All right. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with on this one. So to get us started, I'm going to throw out a real softball question. And uh, as a Christian, how much pressure do you do you feel to be the hands and feet of Christ? I'm Daniel. I'm going to start with you, <laughs> since you're you know yeah you're you're the guy. Well, I don't know that I'd call it pressure, but I do feel compelled uh, to do things for Jesus. Right? I feel compelled that I ought to uh, treat people well, that I ought to be kind and gracious, that I ought to do things that are serving to other people. So I don't know that I feel pressure, but I do know that it's a part of uh, my walk and it's a part of who I am, right? And so part of my faith development actually started with all that. When I was in the youth group in church back, you know, you know, 100 years ago, um, we did a lot of that just like this youth program does. And I found it deeply fulfilling and deeply rewarding. And so it's always been, been a part of who I am. Well, and I know that, you know, if... Uh if an opportunity comes up to serve, you call the preacher first. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah, they get yeah, the first uh-huh. call on everything. Yeah, uh-huh. they should be on every committee, and they should, you know, or at least be at the meetings. I think I am on every yeah, committee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, any opportunity comes up to, uh, you know, where where we face the community, well, you got to have the preacher there, <laughs> and he's got to say the he's got to say the prayer. I mean, you know, it's yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Trinity, how about you? So I'm not sure it's pressure anymore, but when I first started coming to church, I felt um, a little bit more guilt and a little more pressure to try and step up. And now I feel like it is more of a privilege than it used to be. So ah, that's I, I privilege do, versus an yeah, ob- definitely yeah, obligation. Versus an obligation. So, yeah. um, you know, when I first joined Treach, um, I was not, I was kind of a lapsed Christian, mm. went through high school and college, just kind of being very out of the, out of the picture. Didn't really have much of a belief system in place. Went and made a baby, found out God existed in a way that I didn't know before. Isn't that cool? It was amazing. And so coming into this church, we really, you know, we, we tiptoed in and um, thank gosh we had so many different opportunities to be able to serve. So I do think for, uh, for mine, it was just, it, it just naturally occurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not so much, like I say, it's not any pressure anymore, but the first time we walked in here, I was like, this is a lot. I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do. How am I going to fit in? How <laughs> yeah. am I going to do the things I'm supposed to do? So. There's only 272 missions here. So. Well, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so choose wisely. Yeah, exactly. So, Mr. Taylor, I now I see you at church. I see you at lots of different opportunities to serve. So yeah, it's nothing it, new to you. It well, it's I've been hanging around here a while, but uh, I, I agree with 
what Daniel and Trinity said. It's not really pressure. It's um, for me, it's more of a natural expression of my gratitude. I mean, I've uh, been served by the church quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, and so it's a, it's a privilege and an honor to serve others. Um, it's part of my um, it's for me. It's part of the sanctification process in my spiritual walk. Is I grow by being in service and being involved and mm-hmm. doing things with other people. Man, did you pay for that word sanctification? I mean, <laughs> I can, I've, I've been tell doing us, some reading up tell for tonight. Us something I, about I, that, I learned would you, some, brother? Well, you know, in in the Methodist Church, uh, we have um, three ways that we see the Holy Spirit expressing itself, and and the sanctification is is part of it, and that's like the rest of the story. That's yeah, like living yeah. out your faith. And so, that's what Methodists are known for. Well, they take we action. Are. We, we hope are. so. You know, we hope we so. are. And and um, so, yeah, like I said, for me, it's just it's a natural thing to do. I don't. It's not pressure. So but, there's no but pressure. I, but in, I yeah. do feel compelled. It's, it's kind of yeah. like breathing. I don't feel pressure to breathe, but yeah. it's a natural thing for me to want to. Yeah. Do. Well, that's great to get to that state, you yeah. know, because we're kind of part of that. We were described as the me too generation. Remember back in those days, Yeah, buddy. you know, we're the me too generation. It's all about us. I was all about that. Yeah. You know, I, that's I always like to say, to say, say brother. Yeah, one of my favorite things to say is that I'm not much, but I'm all I think about. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> I love that about you. I tell you, <laughs> oh, gosh. So I'm going to throw out this next one. So when you think about your life, um, with your family at work and the church, um, are there moments when you felt, that you actively did God's work. Trinity, I'll start with you. Um, so I'm a pretty active member in my kids' school, um, and I've noticed as I've done that more and more that my kids are paying attention. So yeah. I feel like now every time I am doing God's work in the church or when I'm out and about, my kids are seeing it, and I'm I'm planting seeds for the next generation. Yeah. yeah. So my God work seems more for me to be fatherhood right now and being – a good example for them and trying to show them what sure. a good man is going to be like and what my, especially for my daughter, she's, she's 12 and oh, that's an important I, age. I'm not entirely oh, sure if I want her to marry somebody like me, but if she does, <laughs> I feel like she's going to be better off than well, some least, other people. So. At least you know the game plan. Yes. Yeah, so so that's just the thing. Yeah. You don't want her to marry somebody like you. So, yeah, like, somebody yeah. better. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Well, that's not too hard to, yeah. to achieve. I think so. I'm not too. Goals <laughs> too are important. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Daniel, uh, you you mentioned that this has been kind of second nature for you, but um, you know when do you feel like you're actively doing God's work? I mean, you you do God's work for a living, <laughs> so yeah, that's I mean, kind of hard. Yeah, I mean, so it's a little different for me in that um, you know often the kids would say, for instance, when I came home from work, you know, what did yeah. you do? And you know, some of which you could talk about, some of which you couldn't in terms of whether it was counseling or sure uh, dealing with somebody's death or whatever. But um, you know, early in ministry, you, I, I have to just own this. I felt more in touch with that in terms of everyday life because in a smaller church that the minister really is doing literally sure. everything. Yeah. And, you and, do all the visits. You do, you know, everything. Correct, yeah. right. Yeah. In a larger church like this, obviously we have greater staff and greater opportunities for others to do some of that. So for me, it really is uh, not only about the day-to-day job itself in terms of what I'm doing with um, guiding the church and helping the church itself claim its ministry, but it's also about those day-to-day kinds of things mm-hmm. like a walk-in counseling opportunity or or uh, walking into a hospital room, those kinds of things sure. that 
you just naturally feel that God is with you and God is guiding you because yeah. uh, certainly, again, in the early days, I didn't know what I was doing, right? Yeah, you, yeah. you walked into a hospital room and you were like, why am I yeah. here and how, what am I supposed to do? I often, do, I often wonder, do they have like a hospital visit 101 uh, in seminary? Well, to a degree. You, yeah. you take some pa- what are called pastoral care you know, yeah. classes and things like that. But um, when you get into the moment, that's when it's different, right? Yeah. When you make yeah. your first suicide call or when yeah. you make a death that was unexpected or those kinds of things. Well, the other thing, and I joked about this earlier, but it, it is very important that um, in your position, you you represent us. You represent our congregation to the community in many ways. Now, certainly, every member of Treach is act, that's active does the same. Yes. But there's something a little different when when the senior pastor is called upon. You know, whether it's at a you know, rejoice concert where we've got you know we're we're raising money for CCA. We we ask the senior pastor to stand up and say the prayer. I mean, that's you're representing the the, the congregation, representing the church at large. You know, and to me, that's uh, that's an important part. You know, well, we try, we try. <laughs> Don't succeed very often, but we try. You're doing well. Oh man. So, David, I'll ask you this one. Uh, if you look back. Can you out, I outline a couple of missed opportunities when you really could have been the hands and feet of Christ, but just but a couple. Somehow it got away from you. There's many. There's lots. Yeah. Um, sure. I I guess I'm struggling. I don't know that I want to get specific, but yeah, there's yeah. there's always missed opportunities when um, I'm just having a bad day. I mean, we're yeah. all human. Yeah. Focus on something. Nobody else. leaves the house every morning, you know, whistling just as I am, and you know, goes out and serves. <laughs> the community. Um, and, and so some days I'm better at it than others. And sure. when I'm having a bad day, missed opportunities abound I, I, because I'm not um, in tune. You know, for yeah. me, one thing I learned in the life group experience um, was that if I'm looking for encounters with God, I will see and, and experience encounters with God. If I'm not looking for them, I don't see them. They'll pass you by. I'm yeah. sure they happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. We we all believe the Holy Spirit's with us all the time. But um, if if I'm not in tune with that, then I don't see it. Just like um, nature. If I, if I go out in, on a walk through the woods looking for certain leaves or animals or just being observant, I'll mm-hmm. see all kinds of stuff. If I'm just in a grumpy mood and, okay, i got to check the box that I did in my yep. walk, yep. I, I don't see anything. Yeah, uh, and I don't experience much. So it it's all about my attitude uh and whether or not I'm I'm in tune as I like yeah. to put it um with the Holy Spirit and frankly you know I'm probably not even batting 500 on that. I mean I'm in the <laughs> low 200s uh on how often I do that. But it it is intentional for me. Mm-hmm. I have to have a have a mindset that I'm Gonna go. Got to get your game face on. I do. Got to get out there and I, do I, it. And I, and sometimes I have to get prepared. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Trinity, can you think of one any one yeah. specific deal Absolutely. where you missed an opportunity? So on a weekly basis, I go down to an area in Dallas to uh, pick some stuff up, and every week I see homeless people. And every week I tell myself, I need to go get one of those bags that Kim Beck's ministry puts together. Yeah. I need to put it in my the car. The ones that sit in the basket so that people are afraid to, to pick up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And every week I go right by them on Sunday and forget to grab one. And I feel like a, yep. a dork every time I do it. But, I mean, I will, on a weekly basis, I see people that are in need. Um, and 
it is a struggle whenever you're you're going past it and you don't really have the. I mean, this is during the down the highway. So sure, it's, it, yeah, sure. You know, but I've I've had them before. I've reached out and I've given them out. And, yep. And it's such a simple thing to do that I just passes me by every week. And quick, so, quick plug because we're building those in the next couple of weeks again. Again, right? we're going to start. Yeah, we're going to start building them about yeah. once every quarter. Or so, well, so you can put some together. Yes, and then that's take yeah. fantastic. And yeah. again, yeah, I just got to go down there and grab one. I'm going to try and remember to do it tonight. Yeah, we, <laughs> what I've been doing is trying to pick up one a week, mm-hmm. and if I get more than one in my back seat, I've got a problem because yeah. I there missed an go. opportunity. Especially <laughs> if you if you've got the opportunity to give yeah. them out, you should yeah. definitely be doing it. Yes. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, I you know I look at it. It's not just obvious things. Um, you know, I've had a couple of instances uh, in the last year or so when I've had business associates that uh, we've been at a business meeting and just joking around, and I could tell there was something bugging them, something right. wrong. Yeah. And I didn't dig into it at all. Yeah. And we had a re- the type of relationship where I could have easily said, you know, what, forget this business right. stuff. Let's let's talk about what's what the mm. real problem is. Mm. Right. And those are the ones that really hurt me because I go back and think, you know, that was a moment in time. You know, he may have dealt with that, whatever that was, and the next day it wasn't a big deal. So I can't really go back and revisit that. But it's really, I think it's tough to do that. Uh, you got to catch those when they come yep. by. Yeah, for know, sure. Definitely the case. So in our last podcast, uh, we talked about spiritual practices. And we know that God gives each of us different spiritual gifts. Um, and um, and I'm going to hit Daniel with this one because I'm curious. Do you have any particular spiritual gift that really helps you serve as hands and feet? Well, uh, I, I hope that I'm living into my spiritual gifts. My spiritual gifts are proclamation and teaching. And so that's why... I was instance, voting on tongues for yeah, you, and I yeah, ne- yeah. that never well, comes up. Well, I, I do speak tongues that I can't speak of, but <laughs> uh, and they do get me in trouble. So, but... Uh, uh, proclamation gets me in trouble as well yeah, sometimes because yeah. proclamation is not just about, you know, preaching, right? That's certainly a component of it. But a part of proclamation is uh, sort of uh, prophesying, if you will, or speaking forth on behalf of God. And if yeah. you recall your Old Testament, you know, nobody liked the prophets. No, uh, no. They were not popular. They often got killed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people just didn't care for them. And so whether it came true or not. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. they can make yeah. say, well, we're going to have a we're going to have a drought, you know, and the drought shows up. Hey, I'll shoot that guy. Yeah, because yeah, we don't like what he has to say. Yeah, exactly. So every once in a while, I will say things that I believe in my gut of guts and heart of hearts is both scriptural and of God from the Holy Spirit. And, you know, golly, I notice that it kind of ticks people off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, God has a way of doing that every once in a while, and God uses people to do that. And yeah. so proclamation is a part of that. And then teaching, I, my prayer for me personally when I preach is that I'm teaching, that I'm yeah. you know, uh, offering in such a way that people are learning and growing and that their soul you know, somehow is touched. So I hope uh, that that's true, that I'm living into that. Super. David Taylor, how about you? Uh, yeah, I, I think I know a couple of your spiritual gifts. But... Uh, <laughs> Irritation, well, is that one irritation. of them? Or? Irritation, <laughs> uh, a couple of others. I, uh, I have the gift of teaching, at least it popped up on the survey. Um, I also have the gift of discernment, and mm. and that has seemed to have manifested itself in that um, I I can sense um, what to say in a in a I'm, I'm better one on one. I'm I'm not as good mm-hmm. in in crowds. You know, I tend to just crack jokes and tell stories. Uh, and I'm certainly not a public speaker or anything like that. But one-on-one, um, I've had some 
success and some blessings, um, especially dealing with people in crisis. Yeah. I can, uh, some of it's experience, but some of it I think is the gift of discernment. I can tend to sense BS when I hear it. Yeah. And, um, people that's in crisis, Bible study, Bible that's study Bible stuff. Study. Yeah. That's yeah. what that is, yeah. Daniel. Thank you. Well, um, you and I were business owners, right? Yeah. And to do that, and to succeed at it, I think you have to have that level of you gotta discernment. Have a, you got to have yes, a sense of people and yeah. whether or not you can trust them. Yeah, and are and, they going to fit? And in crisis, yeah. people in crisis will tend to tell you what they think you want to hear first, yep. and you have to ask questions to get them to tell you what, what's really going on or to get them to, to see it for themselves. A lot of times people in crisis are blind to yeah, what Yeah, they got a defense got mechanism to, right. you know, in place. But most yeah. of the time at the beginning, they simply want somebody that will sit and listen and I, I did Stephen ministry training here, and I've done some spiritual direction training, and both of those emphasize just the art of providing a safe space and just being quiet, mm-hmm. not interjecting your thoughts or ideas, and allowing somebody to just express themselves. Sure, and um, that that's been enjoyable for me, and yeah. and a blessing for me. I've grown a lot doing that kind of work. Um, so that's. It's Tends interesting. Where I focus now. A couple of my spiritual gifts. Uh, one of them is, um, I guess, giving, you know, or mm-hmm. that type of thing, which is odd. I feel like I'm pretty selfish, but but <laughs> but then I look at it. I sit on four different nonprofit yeah, I boards I don't right see now. You as selfish. And then I've got another nonprofit that right. wants me to join that board, and I'm right. I'm going to have to call the time. You sure, know, something's yeah. got to give in there somewhere. Um, I want to affirm David just real quick because uh, his spiritual gift of teaching. Uh, David is my number one go-to when I I need a sub because I'm (laughs) going to be out or because I've got to take care of something else. I I appreciate that, and I always know that David will do a great job, that he will take care of it, and he'll help people grow spiritually. And he's done the same with me. When he's left, he's he's asked me to be the teacher. (laughs) Chaos has reigned. He he has stopped doing that. He only does that so he looks better. (laughs) That's right. In retrospect. I really get a sense of enjoyment of of help watching the uh the the light bulb go off for people. Mm -hmm. You know, or it's fun. Or dispel some maybe some misunderstandings or other Bible study stuff. Yeah, other Bible study <laughs> stuff or, you know, some of their Baptist understanding. I like to cram that, you know, real quick. Yeah. They're so easy to pick up. They're no, so wait, 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 wait. You have to delete love that. Love our Baptist right. brothers. Yeah. Love them. yeah, we are all in with them. I hope they join the podcast. I hope there you they go. join the Indeed. Methodist yeah. church. Yeah. <laughs> now we're really going to have to do some editing. Oh, gosh. So, Trinity, uh, in terms of, you know, are you – you're pretty comfortable with your spiritual gifts and what's, what do you think, what do you think is the hardest thing in fulfilling that mission? And so I've found time. So my spiritual gift is service. Um, and I'm a boots on the ground kind of guy. I am also really good at administration though. I don't care for it, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of a hard thing to have to deal with. Yeah. That's a gift to have though. Cause there's so few. Yes. I've noticed that when I try and offload things. So that's, (laughs) that's why it's such a struggle. You choose carefully. Um, So I feel time's been my biggest uh, struggle anymore because trying to, you know, just get through a day and not have 17 things on my calendar. Yeah. Well, and then particularly with the 12, 13-year-old in the house. Yeah, so <laughs> with two kids don't make it any easier, I'll, I'll be honest with yeah. you. But, yeah, so it's been it's been a bit of a struggle in terms of that. So I, I've just recently signed on to do the donuts, um, oh. uh, and that's and that's great because it's such a convenient time. It's the early morning. I don't yep. have to worry about anybody else being yeah. uh impacted by my time up well and so. everyone is glad to see you that's I right oh yeah that's no amazing. I, I was a little nervous on my first shift but i uh <laughs> had ted hyde there to help me out and yeah. he was he was 
kind of, he said I was impressive. So I was like, okay, well, I, you're always so nice about everything. I don't know if I should believe you. Did not, he have the donut I, spreadsheet to okay. show you? No, I no. didn't. I didn't give him the opportunity. I just started making coffee and going for it. They're all <laughs> happy to see you unless you run out of dough. That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. yeah. The timing yeah. on the, yeah. If you're impressive to Ted Hyde, you're impressive. Yeah. I guess so. So anyway. Well, I've yeah. never seen anger like when we ran out of the walking <laughs> Jesus no. just a few yeah. weeks no. ago. Yeah. That was Nobody wants to go back to that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a whole other story. We'll do another podcast on that one. Gosh. That's an outtake. Oh, yeah. It might be. So recently at Treach, and I'm kind of knee-deep in this, we've been taking a close look at all of our missions, and I mentioned the 257 missions, and, um, and inviting people to come and participate. And... Uh, I'm curious what your favorite missions are. So I'll ask you, David. What, what do you what do you see as a favorite mission within the the kind of panorama well, of what Treach does? In the past, I was privileged. We used to go down to Juarez, Mexico, with the high school kids and for spring break, and I loved those trips. There was nothing but chaos, and the wheels would fall <laughs> off the cart, and and you're out there in the dirt, and um, these high school kids that grew up around here were getting some real culture shock. Yeah. Uh, and we had we had many many encounters with the Holy Spirit down there as those families actually ministered to us. Um, but you know, most recently, I think it would be um, like visiting a homebound person mm-hmm. um, or working with uh, folks in our um, Renew group yeah, that are struggling sure. with addictions and stuff. Yeah. Um, Things like that. I, I love those kind of me- I mentor a student over at uh, Hedrick Middle School. Yep. I like, and again, these are one-on-one things, and and you build a relationship with somebody, um, you know. And I don't, don't get me wrong, I don't come with any great wisdom or anything. I'm just being a friend, yeah. and and that's really what people most desire, I think. Yeah. Well, that's um, incredibly valuable, and yeah. not everyone can do that. So. But those type of ministries, I, yeah. I. Uh, have tried to uh, do the college, uh, college age kids, age kids, yeah. and where you write them cards and stuff. They never write back, no. and that was hard for me to understand. One I thought college they could at least write. But apparently, they can't. <laughs> they don't write anything anymore. They no. don't. Yeah. They yeah. don't. But um, maybe we ought I'm, to ramp up our texting ministry. <laughs> yes. I'm on her waiting yeah. list. If she gets another college kid, she's going to call me. Oh my god! And I'll get to write a college kid. Uh, so those type of things, I, sure. I gravitate towards now. Yeah. Daniel, how about how about you? I mean, well, that's, you you literally can do anything. So. Well, I, yeah. you're asking the pastor to say which of the missions of the church. Yeah, he tell likes us your best, top right? two I was favorite. Say that, who's your favorite? That means the other 254 <laughs> baby, are being which rejected. Which baby's the prettiest? Right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and you better yeah. say mine. <laughs> oh, so I'm just going to say all of them. There you yeah. yeah. All Man, good outreaches. This is not your first rodeo. Yeah. No. <laughs> what I will say, however, is I and really cherish about Treach because. Uh, not only do we have a myriad of our own missions and ministry outreaches, but we have a great partnership, as several of you know, with several other ministries, yeah. many of which were started from Treach members. Yeah. And sure. so I really cherish the fact that we not only have a bunch of our own, but we desperately and, and really diligently partner with several other ministries that have huge impact. And so I'm mm. really proud of that. Yeah. Trinity, how about you? So, yeah, to kind of piggyback off what Daniel's saying, I think uh, She Supply is the one that yeah, um, is yeah. dearest to my heart, mostly because my wife is a board member. And so mm-hmm. um, having seen firsthand what they're doing on a daily basis and being a part of, you know, sorting and, and putting away uh, 
products. And mm-hmm. if you guys aren't familiar, she supply, it helps supply uh, female hygiene products for places that uh, predominantly can't get them or yeah. are struggling to be able to pay for them. Yeah. We've brought them actually over to Hedrick. Yeah. Uh, is is uh, my interface with that. Yeah. yeah so um, definitely so, the, uh, the folks at communities and schools were super yeah. enthused to see it. So yeah. watching that grow, watching it become, um, you know, what it is right now is amazing and seeing my wife's interactions with all that stuff and just trying to help as much as I can. Um, and then watching my daughter get into that and help my wife as they do things, um, oh, especially cool. at this time of age where yep. things are yep. starting to change. So yep. Yep. it's, it's really impactful. And, um, so that's, that's the one that stays closest to me, um, on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, I was just speaking of that. I was just shocked. My daughter came home the other day and she brought home some products she had bought and she said, this cost $40. Yeah. It oh. was two boxes. Mm-hmm. I was like, you talk about inflation. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. heavily yeah. impacting people right yeah. now. Of right, course. Right? Yeah. So. And we partner with she, she Supply. I'm active in uh, Epiphany uh, and, well, and also Liberty Ministry, too, that are, that are near to my heart. And it's interesting, the Liberty Ministry um, started at this church by Kim Beck, but it certainly is not a treach ministry per se. It's, it it's, uh, reaches out to, to uh, lots of different communities. And uh, that's a huge thing for folks that are homeless and on the streets. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. So, we, you know. Yeah. Working with She Supply has been very fulfilling there. And Great then, partnerships. Epiphany is the other one. It's kind of David's been. Uh, yeah. I've been on Epiphany uh, weekends with him, and that's that's actually bringing the concept of like the Emmaus weekend, the three day weekend, to incarcerated youth. Yeah. And um, and it's it. I'm amazed. I was very. I went into that with a lot of trepidation, but I was been very amazed at the acceptance level of this of the youth of that. I really thought that, you know, you can't tell a high school kid, particularly a high school kid in jail. Right. You yeah. can't tell them anything. And um, I've seen many lives change with that. Sure. And, and it's interesting. And it's not an immediate uh, it's not an immediate thing. It's like when they when they're released or when they get back in the free world, mm-hmm. some of the things we talked about, they'll actually contact us back and say, I see what you meant about it, by that. Yeah. I mean, it, so much of that, Dave, of course, speaks into, and you know this, just the innate need we all have to know that we're loved, right? And yeah. so epiphany is sharing yeah. with those young uh, men and women, men in this particular case yep. that, where you go, uh, that they're loved, yeah. right? And that yeah. they're cared for. And who doesn't want that? Yeah. Right. And, and our right. motto is listen, listen, love, love. So it's it's really that, you know, not only are they loved, but they're, somebody's listening to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they, right. don't, they don't get a lot of folks listening to them. Yep. Right. So um, the next couple of questions are kind of interesting Um and, and it, this is like a the ultimate softball, but how meaningful is it to be the hands and feet of Christ? I think for everyone at this table, it's uh, it's incredibly meaningful. But I want to ask the second half of that is how is it? How can you point to how it's changed your life mm-hmm. by by being acting as the hands and feet of Christ? Trinity, I'll start with you on that. Sure. One. Um, well, I really think that um, I didn't know I was missing it mm-hmm. until I got into it, and once I did, I realized how fulfilling it was for me to help. Um, I've always been somebody that likes to help. Um, my wife will say that all the time that I, if there's somebody that needs something and I'm able to do it, I'll do it. I mean, I don't have any harm. I'll make a fool of myself or do whatever you need me to do. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Case yeah. in point, I'm on this podcast. So I mean, uh, but yeah, yeah, here my, you are. yeah, so, um, so I think, yeah, so that's, that's where I realized I was missing that part of my godly, you know, growth yep. was that I wasn't helping here as much as I should have been. I've done some habitats and I've done a few other things, but to really kind of get ingrained into the church and, and be more of a servant here, um, 
really feeling filling a need I didn't I even realized I was missing. So. Yeah. yeah, isn't that yeah. cool? David, I'll ask you the same. Well, I yeah. was um, I was lucky enough to uh, find Treach and start coming to Treach long time ago when we met at Timber Creek Elementary. Sure. And I got to witness um, the the whole church. Now, you know, we weren't as big as we are now, but it was the whole church would show up at Timber Creek Elementary in the cafeteria. And the first order of business was tear down the cafeteria and set up the church. Sure. And we did that Sunday after Sunday. And then when we did build our, our first building here, which is now the ministry center, um, that was the only main room we had. And so it served as sanctuary, yeah. dining hall, theater. Yeah, there were no pews. No. <laughs> and we had little dots on the floor to help guide yeah. us how yeah. to set up the chairs. And, and it was just a natural thing. If you were going to be part of this church— Unless you were willing to just stand there at the door while everybody else worked, you jumped in and worked. Yeah, and it was yeah. just compelling to do that. It just changed my whole attitude. I mean, at first it was, um, frankly, it, it felt like an obligation, like, okay, I've got to earn my spot in here. But it's not that at all. It was it was just a natural thing for this church to do. Um, and I got to be a part of that, and I got to witness that, and it just became ingrained in me. As yeah. that's that's part of my walk with Christ now, is is to just pitch in and do. Now, you know I've gotten wiser in my sixties, and I can say no every now and then, but <laughs> but rarely. <laughs> I mean, you got to share the blessing. Yeah, right? yeah, you yeah. got to let other people experience right. the Holy Spirit. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you know, it's interesting for me because I was raised. My dad is, was a wonderful man, and and uh, did so much for us as a family. But I was raised with kind of the attitude, if it's not your business, you don't need to be getting into it. Right. You know, and it was, and kind of the way he ran his life. I mean, he, he helped, he found, he helped found a volunteer fire department and a volunteer ambulance service in our community. Uh, he did a ton of great things, but when it came to personal relationships, he was very much, Hey, if somebody's got a problem, they're going to have to work that out. You don't need to get in the middle of it because you can only screw it up. You know, and and I kind of carried that with me for a long, long time, yeah. and uh, and still do to a certain extent. I think because it's a it's a situation where I'm worried about doing harm. You know, when if I'm right. going to get in and give her my opinion, and sure. well, I sh you need to tell her just leave. You know, yeah. you know that that's not I don't want to be in that position. <laughs> yeah. So my, my dad was yeah. kind of the same way. He, although I do remember my dad gravitated towards the underdog or the widow or the person sure. that had a handicap or something. Yep. He he saw them as somebody he could help, you know, and it was little things. He would go over and carry their trash out to the street or he would fix yep. a light or, you know, those kind of handyman kind of fixes. Uh, he wasn't big on church or right, the right. gospel or any of that. Uh, but I did see that sense of, I did yeah. see that early on in my life. Yeah. that And that's positive, but you know, that, that, Getting into the emotional side and that type of thing is, oh, is yeah. I think it's hard for men in general. But you got to be careful. It's definitely hard for yeah. me, and do that. It's hard to help somebody unless they're asking for. It. Yeah, yeah. If they ask you directly, that's a little different. Right. They they're not asking for help. They no. probably don't want it. No, <laughs> <laughs> or they don't want it from us. That's for sure. So, uh, so uh, Daniel, I'll, I'll quit and send you this one. So, what would you say to people that are someone that's not really engaged in our mission work? Uh, and maybe even feels like they're not worthy of serving people in the name of Christ. 
Wow. Well, so a couple of things. I mean, one is, man, hop in, right? Because part of what y'all have already described is this uh, amazing benefit, um, fulfillment, uh, sense of connection with Christ, uh, connection with others. And so, golly, why wouldn't we want to participate? So I'd love to invite people into that. And secondly, I would just say, golly, none of us are worthy, right? None of us are worthy of God's love. None of us are worthy of God's forgiveness. And when it comes to serving people, Nobody has to be worthy, right? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there, there's just this whole sense of uh, the the point is to sort of get outside of yourself. The mm-hmm. point is to sort of uh, recognize that life itself is not all about you. And so, I just invite folks to give it a try, right? Yeah. Of course, again, I'm going to step backwards just a second, but I, I also want to challenge people to discover their giftedness and their oh, passion yeah. and yeah. marry those puppies together. Uh, but sometimes, and then start working in a mission or missional opportunity that obviously matches with those. But sometimes it takes a little bit of experimenting yeah. and trying stuff out. And so I was going to say, I think that's a message that we need to convey. Is and certainly I've learned from this is that you try something and it doesn't click. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean go back to zero. That's right. That means yeah. try something different. That's right. You know, yeah, and, absolutely. And I would different. I would echo what Daniel said because once you once you do marry your gifts with your passion, mm-hmm. it's no longer a chore. It, That's right. It's really a thrill. Right. Um. I I tell this story often, but I I went on the walk to Emmaus, uh, fairly early in the Dallas community, and came off that event, and Bill Jacobs was here, and I called Bill up like that Tuesday morning, you know, and I said, <laughs> I am I am ready to go to work. Yeah. Just I want to serve you can take a vacation. Church. I'll take over this exactly. church. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. And, yeah. and he said, okay, David, that's great. Where would you like to serve? Yeah. And I'm, I'll never forget. I said, wherever there's the greatest need. And so I spent the next six weeks in the nursery with the babies. And I was like, Man, this is terrible. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. And so then Jan Deering was nice enough to say, why don't you come take this spiritual gift class? And see what you're gifted yeah, for. Because obviously it's not nursery. Shaking right. diapers did <laughs> yeah. not come up Didn't. on the list. Yeah. <laughs> so I got out of that and I got into working with the youth. And oh. it was just a joy. Yeah. It was just a pure yeah. joy. Yeah. So one last question. I'll ask Trinity this. Is that um, what would be your advice on someone that doesn't really know where to start? Mm. If you're coming in cold. Yeah. So what I found is joining a group really helps. So yeah, I've been yeah. getting more and more... Um, involved at least in the men of Treach, uh, found that that has given me visibility to things I didn't know existed before. Sure. I mean, you know, Daniel sends an email out once a week or so, and it comes out with a lot of information. And so to pinpoint some of the things that are out there, um, I find that that's easiest to do when you're with like-minded individuals. And so I've been coming to the breakfast for men of Treach, and then you hear about different opportunities that are out there for service in one way or the other. I also think trying something that is low responsibility is the perfect way to start. Yeah. So grill burgers for the honey dudes yeah. or yeah. park, you know, we, I worked a parking lot one night for a specific event up here yeah. and I invited people to do it with me because it was a way for me to say, Hey, I don't want to do this by myself. Mm-hmm. And then also I know that if I asked you too, it's yeah. us as friends doing something yeah. that also happens to benefit other people. You know, that is so important because I re- you know, was, I had kind of an odd way to join Treach. So I was married in this church in 1987. We had our wedding here, and we chose this church because Doris worked at Marcus, and she watched them build this church. And they said, well, that's a nice little country right. church, you know? So that's where we had our wedding. And we didn't join the church until a couple years later. We attended, but we didn't become members for a couple of years. And it was interesting because, again, to go back to Bill Jacobs, our founding pastor, um, when we decided we were... Uh, Right after we had, were married, he said, well, I hope you come to church. Yeah. And I said, yeah. So I, he saw me in church a couple of times, and he bought me a hold of me one day, and he goes, 
what do you do for a living? Yeah. I said, well, I'm in the IT world. Oh, what a what a, what a gift from God. We need <laughs> IT help here. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we need desperately need IT yeah. help. So, you know, and he says, I want you to join a task force we put together. I said, hey, yeah. that sounds good. Task force is short. It's a defined starts and ends and all this kind of stuff. I can do that. And I joined the task force, and the guy that's ahead of it goes, man, I work for TI. I just got transferred to Jakarta. You're in charge. <laughs> so, so that was my introduction. But it is interesting, and it just kind of snowballed from there. But, but it is um, inviting someone, yes. I think, is very important. And if they don't like the thing that you invited them to and they do yeah. it, they'll know. Yeah. But oh, that, yeah. That yeah. thing gives you the opportunity and, to do and something else. I think we need to preface that and just say, you know, I'm going to invite you to do this. If you don't, if this is not your yeah, thing, for sure. that's cool. But there's probably something here, again, right. with 252 ministries. Well, that's please the thing about you. serving around the church is it's yeah. not so much the task. Like I, UMM breakfast yeah. used to involve once a month we'd go change all the filters and yeah. what was in the whole building. And there's nothing spiritual or educational or fulfilling about changing air filters. There but is. The, there the, is. The, the relationships I built with people like Steve Griffin and sure. Edward Arthur and some yeah. of the pillars of this church. Plus, I saw them changing air filters Doing work. in the church. Yeah. We used to mow our own lawn here. Absolutely. That was part of that deal. And, oh, wow. and um, it, yeah. it's just, it just built relationships, and I got to know those guys. And I did the same thing. Trina. I started going to UMM Breakfast mm-hmm. as a way to get plugged in. Yep. Yep. And and you just you just got to show up mm. and sign up. That's right. It's, it's just real simple. Yeah. So Daniel and, uh, and since you're the senior pastor, I've got to give you the last word. <laughs> so it's hard to be on this thing with the senior pastor. Yeah, it he is. I mean, we you know I've noticed Throw some softballs. Would you? Well, you know the vocabulary is much easier for our producers <laughs> to clean up things. For this week, I mean, <laughs> some of the previous weeks. I told you, I spent a little rough. Time, so, yeah, it's been yeah. a little <laughs> about six minutes of Daniel. We have to cut out. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want you to give any closing thoughts on becoming hands and feet of Christ. I mean, what? Well, again, I just yeah. want to point to spiritual gifts and passions. Yeah. I can't yeah. say that enough. I just think that's so helpful. David said it well, and and we just need to remind ourselves that um, when we marry those two together, it 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 enlivens who we are. It empowers what we do. And it gives joy. And yeah. man, who doesn't want all that stuff? Yeah, right? that's appealing. Yeah. That's appealing. What's the website to test your spiritual gifts? <laughs> right. It's literally just tmumc.org slash gifted. Oh, okay, gifted. there you Thanks. go. Yeah. Gifted. Oh, oh, immediately you're gifted. They are See? really hey, trying to make go. it easy. That's yeah. right. Everybody it's not remedial. Service. It's gifted. <laughs> well, just <laughs> for those people that may not go to this church that might be listening. Yeah. That's right. That's well, good. and I think Thank anyone you. can take the survey. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. They can. And get the feedback. It comes instantly to them. Yeah. Wow. That's super. And, and I think that's something worth doing every once in a while, too. It is. Because you may, as your stages of life change, your your, your yeah. passions may change. Your gifts may not, but certainly the passions Absolutely. may. Absolutely, yeah. Well, all right, guys. Thank you so much. So there you have it. This is episode 10, believe it or not, of Way Men in go. Progress. Way We're officially in double digits. And, you know, who'd have thunk it? They didn't say it would last past three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the FCC has contacted our producers a couple of times. So we hope you were blessed in some way by our discussion. We'll join us for our next one. I really want to thank my brothers from Treach, uh, Daniel Humbert, Trinity Vaughn, and David Taylor for joining me, and the church production team that works in the background to clean this up and make it, uh, make it palatable. And as it says in Proverbs, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. And that's really the whole purpose behind this podcast. And we thank you for joining us for another episode of Men in Progress. I'm Dave Casey. We'll see you next time. This episode of the Men in Progress podcast is sponsored by Treach Memorial United Methodist Church. 
where our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're in or near Flower Mound, Texas on any Sunday morning, we would love to welcome you to any of the treat services. Or you can follow our services anytime on our Facebook page or at tmumc.org.